Why do we have such a hard time trusting again as adult children of divorce? Learn more about this from Dr. Henry Cloud's new book, Trust With Me, on today's episode of Heart in a Drawer, the podcast for adult children of divorce. Welcome back to Heart in a Drawer, the podcast that's for adult children of divorce. I am your host, Sarah Geringer. I am happy to be recording this episode on the day that this book releases, and it is excellent. I read it through in about one day, so it is an easy read. Of course, it deals with some deep stuff, so I'm just giving you a taste of it in today's episode. And I just want to get right to the point because I want to make this a shorter episode and I don't want to give too much of the book away. It is so good. He gives five reasons that we need to think about when we trust people and that alone is worth purchasing the book. I'm not going to talk to you about that though because I don't want to give any spoilers. I'm really just reading from the part that I felt was most pertinent to us as adult children of divorce. And before I start, I want to say, like I do every time, that this podcast is not meant to be a substitute for professional therapy. It is meant to be a supplement to. And you're going to see very clearly in this episode why this is true. So, He's talking in this chapter about the fears that we have that keep us from trusting people. And I felt like this fear was more pertinent to us than any of the other ones. And I really am just going to read this straight through and then kind of parse it out with you, okay? Uh, Fears around trauma is the heading for this break in the chapter. I don't know what's wrong, he said. I love her, I know I do, but every time we get to a deeper place, I get so depressed and I just detach. I can't stand the feeling, so I have to end the relationship. I start to question her and just have to get out. Another case of, quote, getting close builds more trust, which leads to can't trust, end quote. But in this situation, it was not a fear of depending on someone or control, or toxic perfectionism. His fear of trusting was caused by trauma. This man had lost his mother at a young age. His caretaker, Nanny, a few years later, and his stepmother when he was 12. The counselor who worked with him right after his stepmother passed away died soon thereafter. Needless to say, he had suffered much loss, and his brain had learned something. Attached to a woman, and you will lose her. Having never worked through his grief, each time he invested emotionally in a woman and began to love her, it tapped into all that loss sitting in his heart and soul. Depression is often unresolved grief. So in the midst of what should have been a relationship moving in a positive direction, he would become severely depressed. His mind would say, This is not the right woman, or I wouldn't be so depressed. 
he would find a reason to question the relationship and get out of it. But actually, and this next part is in italics, the reason he felt depressed was that the woman was so good. She was good enough to trust, which made him feel his heart where the pain still lived. For him, to trust or to love meant to feel great pain and fear. Other people have suffered abuse, abandonment, loss, multi-foster situations, molestation, and other awful traumatic experiences. On their own, these situations can stay adequately tucked away, compartmentalized in the basements of the human soul. But when people who have been traumatized get into a relationship that requires trust, trust does its job. It melts them and makes them vulnerable. That vulnerability exposes the sunburn to touch that is too much, and the trust goes away. It gets tested by acting out. The person begins to push the other way for little or no reason, and they abandon the relationship. People find all kinds of strategies designed to disrupt the enemy, trust. Other trauma is simply about the last time. I know and have worked with many people who are pretty well-developed but really, really got burned in some adult relationship. As the saying goes, a burned dog dreads the fire. And he goes on a little bit in saying that it's called one trial learning in psychology that just one trauma can be enough to burn us. He says a divorce, a breakup, a betrayal in a marriage or business, these are enough to tarnish someone's ability to trust deeply after only a single but awful experience. That's the part I wanted to read to you. So I'm done with the quote. And now I just want to go back, pull out a few things, and then tell you how this is playing out in my life right now. So... What I thought was interesting, um, he's saying that this man was reacting strongly and negatively to a good person. So when we have unprocessed trauma, even the good things that come our way can feel bad. And I have noticed that uh, in my own healing journey. And um, that's something that I'm keeping an eye on right now. And Another part that really stood out to me was this, when it said she was good enough to trust with which made him feel his heart where the pain still lived. For him to trust or to love meant to feel great pain and fear. Maybe that is what you experienced too, because when you opened your heart up to people in your family who were supposed to love you but didn't return that love, that's where that pain decided to stay. And maybe you're just not willing to go back there. And I mean, I can't blame you. I can understand how that feels. And I know it's difficult, but I also know that being isolated is not the solution. It, it's just exchanging one problem for another. And um, so we have to be brave enough to open our hearts back up to trusting someone so that we can get the love and acceptance that we're looking for. Another part that I thought was super interesting is when 
he said, on their own, these situations of trauma can stay adequately tucked away. But when they get in a relationship that requires trust, trust does its job, it melts them and makes them vulnerable. And that's when we struggle with trust because what he has uh, described in the book up to this point is that trust is literally one of the basic foundations of the human experience. He says when we're infants, we're born uh, needing to trust our mothers to feed us, to keep us alive. So if we didn't do that, we couldn't survive. So he's saying that trust is basic to our human experience, but when we've been so traumatized, it's very difficult for us to open ourselves back up. And so we push trust away and we see it as bad when it's the very thing that we need. So I just wanted to tell you something, a very personal story of what I'm dealing with right now. I'm going through something where God is asking me to put my trust back in him. And if you've listened to my podcast, you know that I experienced a very traumatic divorce, a lot of betrayal trauma, not just from one person um, in this past year. And so a lot of healing work I've had to do. And recently I read a novel where a man had to forgive God for letting his mother die when he was young. And I'm reading this novel and the Lord spoke to my heart and he said, you need to go talk to me about this right now. Put this book down and go talk to me about this. And I realized he was saying, you have to forgive me for allowing this pain to come into your life. I didn't cause it. But just like Job, uh, God knew what was going to happen to Job before it happened. It was horrible. And he allowed it. And that was very hard for me. Um, I was crying and upset. And I was talking about this with my counselor. And he said, how did you feel when you were having that conversation with God? This is the story I'm about to tell you. I said, I've told you I have a photographic memory. I said, so even though I'm taking a shower as a 45-year-old person, I'm back. Um, it was probably fall of 1982. I'm five years old. I could hear the timer on the microwave set to wake me up because none of the adults were home. I had to get myself ready for kindergarten. And I remember feeling sad because I was all alone. And I knew I was just a little kid. And I couldn't handle it. I didn't want to handle it myself. And then I remember um, getting myself dressed. And there was this shirt that I liked. It was plaid. It had some sparkly threads running through it and some ruffles on it. I mean, I remember I could, I could paint a picture of this shirt if I had to. But it had these tiny buttons, and in my little fingers, where I'm still developing fine motor skills, I could not button those buttons, and I actually cried out of a sense of frustration and just utter loneliness, like feeling helpless, like there was no one, no one 
to protect me, no one to take care of me, no one to advocate for me. And that's where I was when I'm thinking about God, this broken trust I have in him, honestly. And I know I'm getting very vulnerable with you, but if you've listened to this podcast for a long time, you know that's that's what I do. I do this for you because I know healing from this is so hard. And I feel like if I go first with how honest and raw the feelings are, that will give you courage to do the same thing. So as I'm talking about this with my counselor, this is what he said. You know, he, he went down into that basement with me in my heart and he said, you know, you're not that little girl anymore. And the Lord was with you in that moment. And he's still with you. You're not alone. You're not helpless. You're not unprotected. Even though your trauma feels very painful and very real. And it is. It's it's horrific. Just a reminder. I've said this before on this podcast. He said in 30 years of counseling, he's never seen another case with higher drama than the one I have. So he knows, he's validated many times just how difficult this has been for me. But he reminded me that even though I feel alone in those moments, I'm not really alone because the Lord of Heaven's armies is by my side. So that's something that I'm thinking about now. That's the, that's the use of going to counseling and dealing with this grief and dealing with this trauma. Because when that image pops back into my mind or other images of feeling helpless or unprotected or not cared for, I can tell myself out loud and say, I'm not a little girl anymore. I'm not alone. The Lord is with me. And remind myself of that truth And that helps me. It reprograms my thinking. It redirects my trust onto him so that I can start forgiving him and start healing in that relationship with the Lord before I ever move forward with the rest of my life. I think that's what I need to do. He's he's making me do it. (laughs) So what this book also is really good for is showing you why people have broken your trust before those five categories. Now I have filters to run people through in the future to know whether they're trustworthy or not. One thing I like about this book is that it uses not just personal examples uh, in relationships, but it talks about friendships. It talks about business relationships And so it runs it through several different categories. And I feel like that's useful because it actually exposed other areas of distrust that I had that I wasn't even really cognizant of. And then toward the end of the book, it talks about whether you should rebuild trust or not. And... It talks about forgiveness, but it talks about it at the right point um, in this entire discussion. And so it really gave me a lot to think about, a lot of practical things to put into play 
a lot of filters to run things through. And I've told you before, I read over 100 books a year. This very well may be one of my favorite books of this year. I always pick that um, based on how paradigm shifting it is for me. And so I think this book could change a lot for me. And I think it could change a lot for you too. So I encourage you to get a copy of Dr. Henry Cloud's book, Trust. I will link my Amazon affiliate link in the show notes. And if you purchase it through that link, you don't pay anything extra. It just gives a little bit back to me to offset the costs of running this podcast. So I appreciate that. But let me just close in prayer and know that if you want to reach out to me and have me pray for you, I always put a link in the show notes for that. It would be my honor to pray for you on this journey. So let's close out with prayer. Father God, I praise you that you are always trustworthy. No matter what our feelings are, your character never changes. You are faithful to us. You are with us in those moments of deep trauma. For many of us, those still aren't healed yet. And we need your healing, Lord. We need to go back into those moments with you with the help of a trusted counselor so that we don't always see other people as the enemy, that we don't see trust as the enemy, rather that we start to build our trust in you so we can trust other people again. And so I pray that you will help us do that one day at a time, one step at a time. You'll help us grow in this area. And perhaps this book will help many of us grow in our trust this year. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'll see you next time with another great new book that I'm reading. And I'm praying God's peace for you in the meantime.